Uh, happy Good Friday to you, good sir. Man, Good Friday. Can you believe it? I can't believe it. How are, you, how are you, you celebrating this Good Friday? Well, it started off by breaking the news to our kids that they won't be watching any TV or playing on iPads. <laughs> then after they groaned and moaned for hours and hours. Uh, it's f- so funny with the kids. They were like whining, complaining for an hour. I'm bored. I'm bored. I'm bored. And then they had like the greatest fun of their lives as siblings. There you like go. they just played and came up with all this stuff. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it, it enabled me and Shannon to have so much needed alone time. Good. Uh, good. Oh, oh, on our own, like not with each other. Yeah. Um, if that makes my heart. And hard. then, yeah. And then, uh, I found a book. So Ascension Press sent me this book. Um, they sent me two books in hopes that I would talk about it on Every Knee Shall Bow. Whoopsie, didn't do that at all. Um, <laughs> I was going to be like, hi, Ascension Press, there are two people on this podcast. <laughs> no, they sent it for the other podcast. Yeah, I know. I know. So yeah. I was about to say that, and then you said that. Yeah, like, forget, oh. Dave. Uh, no, and it was um, No Greater Love, which is Dr. Edward Shree's uh, in-depth look at the passion. Is he legit? Oh, he's very legit. Okay. He's very legit. He's like a man. He's like a like – a, whenever I see him, he just always looks surprised in his videos. He's always like, big eyes and all that <laughs> stuff. But he's such a nice guy. He's one of the few Catholic speakers that like – he's a university professor, but he does so much with focus that he's – very much grounded, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but he did this this book, so I'm halfway through the book, not the videos. I didn't do any of the videos. But the book is uh, on the passion. It's called No Greater Love. Oh, my goodness. I am learning so much. It is incredible. I haven't even got to the crucifixion yet. I am just just did the agony in the garden, the arrest, the and, uh, Annas and Caiaphas and all that stuff. And it just he just does such a good in-depth scholarly look while keeping it on a – you know, devotional kind of level. It's really awesome. Nice. And then the other book is called Jesus, The Way, The Truth, and The Life by Dr. D'Ambrosio. And he's awesome. I interviewed him on Every Knee Shall Bow, but uh, I I only got like a PDF of his book. And now I actually have the physical book and the workbook. Is, and is he the dad of the of the Catholic? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. The D'Ambrosio boys yeah, and yeah, Marisa. Yeah. 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 All awesome people. But so I was going through his book. A couple days ago, because uh, we just kind of like finalized details that I'll be leading a pilgrimage to Jerusalem. Wait, you are? I am. Why do you I get am. all the good stuff? Well, mostly because my parishioners love me, and I love them. Oh, so you're doing it oh, with your parish? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Does, listen, you know how like some people have been doing those like, I'm so jealous. Yeah. Dang it. You Everyone can organize your own. See, this is the thing that people don't get. I, I'm not going to take the time to do that. but You organize. No, no. What you do is you build a group. And then you go to this company, and they're like, well, the host and the priest get to go free. And everyone else has to pay, and this is how much it'll cost, and you tell us how much you want. How much fun would a Catching Foxes – we should do a Catching Foxes – a Catching Foxes <laughs> pilgrimage to Austria, Latvia, and let's go with England. <laughs> Wales, Wales. Just to we get a little a, Premier League in yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. That's at. all I really want. <laughs> Give me I a little – uh, yeah, let me see a little I'm a Christian Umpelis. I can just be like the whole time I see him. Yeah, no, that sounds great. That sounds great for me. Um, yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm writing your up coattails. But, re- oh, really? No, no, I'm always writing yours. Yeah. Speaking of writing yours, how are you, Luke? Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, what does it, your shirt say? It says Catholic Stock from our friends at, um, at uh, Catholic Stock, the guy that I met who did the ad way back when yeah. he gave me the shirt when I met him at the Catholic Creatives Conference. Good oh, nice. You got, a, you got a shirt out of an ad that we both did. That's no, cool. this was before the ad. We are so jealous of each other. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what Good Friday is all about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So um, Aaron was telling me the story about how uh, when she was in the Carmelites, when she was a novice out in L.A. or whatever, um, they after you had like a Seder meal on whole, on Holy Thursday, and then there was like profound silence up until the the Easter vigil. Yeah, and she was she just said how in she talked about how incredible of an experience that was just to like enter into this this just and now there's no talking at all. And I thought how cool that would actually be to do as uh, as a family. Now it's a little bit hard, obviously, uh, <laughs> when you have a daughter who's nine months and wants, just wants to. Pull on everything, in, in, um, including the poor dog's hair and skin. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever fat of yeah. the dog she's able to grab. Poor, uh, poor um, Zara's like, maybe, maybe don't. Like every time Everly <laughs> comes, she doesn't like I'm threatening her or anything, but you can tell that she's not like itching to be by her either. <laughs> she just grabs <laughs> her skin and, and, uh, and like um, Zara's like, maybe, maybe not. 
time. Like, <laughs> I love it where like little babies are around dogs, and dogs do that thing where like the baby's near them and they can't snap at them. They know they can't snap yeah, at them, but they yeah. do that like I look up at you, like their big old eyes are looking at you, like you need to intervene. <laughs> this dog this is, is pulling on my long. ear. This ear hurts, please. Um, uh, <laughs> but anyways, um, or his ear hurts, please. That makes no sense. Um, <laughs> so, it, so I, I try. I had the day off of work today, although I was I had a thousand little things that I was doing. So. Um, it was. Uh, it's kind of weird because, like, when you when you uh, when your whole family comes down with COVID, this weird thing happens where your entire life just stops and you're just hanging on for dear life. And there's a blizzard, and you're like, whatever, who cares? Let's just put out the box, and they will um, drop off our food. And we had actually had some friends who gave us um gift cards and stuff. And that was incredible. Uh, oh, nice. people, yeah, it was really. I mean, it really was really really nice. And um, anyways, uh. But then you're, like, behind on everything, on work, on your life. Like, just, like, your very life is behind because all of a sudden it's like, yeah. hey, we got to get this thing. We've, we've got to get that. We're all out of this. We're all, all, we're all out of that. And um, today was a good catch-up day for a lot of those things. Not completely caught up, but very, very close. So that was – and um, now you might go, Luke, you asshole. It's holy – it's um, the Good Friday. I'll be like, you're right. So Aaron, Aaron had to work, and I decided to do the work I was doing today in silence for the most part. Uh, didn't think about it while I was listening to a podcast this this morning on uh, on my way to pick up all my clothes that were, that were being altered. But after that, I was you know kind of in silence, and um, I, I think I'm going to try. I'm going to talk with Aaron about about doing it in a way for our family that makes sense. So perhaps it's unnecessary on talk, or it's. You know, like, hey, we're gonna put the we're gonna put the phones away. There's no reading any sort of oh, techne books or anything about online productivity or how to be better at work or at like a thing. It's just more about books that are gonna make you a better person or just reading on fiction or, or something like that. Like something about the human heart. Actually, not anything. Like, I I, I just want to really enter. I'm kind of intrigued by. Um, I hate to say this, just because. Uh, you got a free Bible and I did not. It's cool. It's fine. Whatever. Uh, oh, only uh, created the show. But um, uh, I love that Bishop Barron Bible of all the Gospels. Okay, and I yeah. love how they have art, how they have so, – so, like, with every sort of um, passage that's in there, they have, like, either something – some, like, art that uh, ties to it, a thing from a um, – a thing from a tr- uh, church father, and then a thing from a um, – a writer or something. And I like kind of the – um, artistic part of it as well. So yeah, I've wanted beautiful. to read more poems or just um, different things that during this time period that it's not just um, – I, I don't want this to be my God time, if that makes sense. I want this to be my God time and about how – and it ties into everything that I'm doing. So Aaron was pretty exhausted tonight, and she's just – because, again, we've just been playing um, catch-up for about two months now. So we watched The Winter Soldier – sorry, and um, um, we watched um, Falcon and The Winter Soldier, and that was good. And uh, it's been a, it's been a it's been a good day. Not the best. I'm good Friday, but you know, I think I kind of see how I want this to go. I'm, I'm I'm starting to see how the tritium not that it works best for me, and it's all about me, but how I can enter into it deeply. Yeah, I would say the coolest thing right now is how there are so many Catholic artists and writers and business people out there that are just churning out amazing stuff that you know yeah. didn't exist 20 years ago or 10 yep. years ago. Yep. Yep. Catholic Sprouts um I think it was Catholic Sprouts. They made this book of uh a children's station of the cross. So the images are a cartoony with like giant head Jesus kind of thing. But the reflections are great. They're spot on. My kids loved it. We did the stations of the cross at 3. We prayed a divine mercy chaplet at 7:30 and sent them to bed. Um I had them do 30 minutes of silence uh, after we did the Stations of the Cross, and I just said, just go draw, paint, do whatever, and they all decided to paint. Um, and, you know, I sat down with one of, my, one of my favorite traditions for me personally is to read The Cross and the Beatitudes by Archbishop Fulton Sheen, where he takes the Beatitudes and connects it with the seven last words of Jesus. And it's just really beautiful, and it moves me, and I love it. And um, I've been teaching a lot on the Sermon on the Mount lately, and by teaching it, really just setting it up historically and then giving a well-laid-out printout to people to go and read slowly for themselves. And it's amazing. Like, every time I read the Sermon on the Mount, it's like, oh, I didn't realize that was here. Oh, I didn't realize how much that hits home. So, uh, yeah, it's just really cool. So, um, hopefully my Good Friday will be better than my Holy – or my 
Holy Saturday will be better than my Thursday and Good Friday. It's been kind of train wrecks for me. Um, I did an event out in Atlanta on Wednesday. I flew, my flight left at 5.50, so I had to get up at like 3, 3.30. And I get to Atlanta, it's pouring down rain, get to the studio. I didn't have my my talk fully prepared. I had to do a 10-minute TED Talk, basically. And I just sat down on this chair, stared at the camera. I had my notes, but then I just went like right after it. Or I went after it. I was on it. And uh, on it, Luke. I was on it. Um, and then I, I crushed it. And it was one of the best talks I've given in a long time. And I felt really positive about it. And, uh, and then after that, we had lunch. And then I missed my flight home. And so instead of leaving at 4.30 to get home at 6 o'clock in the evening, I left at 4.40 because I was five minutes late for my fight because TSA held me back even though I had pre-check for 30 minutes. So I missed my flight. They're like, the closest thing I can get you is a flight to Denver and then a connecting flight to Houston or you can go out tomorrow. I was like, what time does that get me in? She said, 11.30. I said, when does it leave? And she goes, about five minutes. You better start running. Here's your boarding pass. Holy cow. Yeah, it was, everyone was so rude. I have, I am just, I was so over, over it all. So I sprint down the runway, get to um, the runway, the whatever, the terminal, get to the Dallas thing. They're almost done boarding. So I get on that. I'm sweaty. I have to poop like a gentleman. I'm also, I'm all kinds of disgusting and I need to charge my phone. I can't even communicate half the stuff to my wife, get on the plane, land at Denver three and a half hours later. So instead of being in Houston at six o'clock, it's now like seven 30 Houston time. And I'm just landed into Denver. I got to wait 30 minutes and then I got to fly, fly to Houston. So like everything went wrong. The credit card machine at the, uh, at the airport wasn't taking my credit card. So I had to wait for someone to help me to get out of parking. Like all this stuff was just a cluster. Help little Gomer. That's help tough. me, help oh, me. So that was all day Wednesday, and it was just, it was just, it was just crazy. And while I don't regret doing the 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 event, the event was fine. Like it was good, good people there. I mean, it was awesome. My boy Stephen Lenahan helped run it. Um, it just, I keep doing this where I get scared about money, I get scared about this and that. I get, you know, life hits me hard, and I just panic and say yes to a whole bunch of stuff. And uh, I got to stop doing that. So that's my. Uh, that's my new year, new me, new creation. Thank you, JC. Lee Landry, USOB. We have a birthday wish to send out, Lukey Duke. We got a birthday wish. Hey, happy birthday, Lee. Lee Landry, Lee. you beautiful Lee bastard. Landry. Lee, Lee Landry. Landry, USOB. <laughs> Lee Landry. Lee, for all those good people listening out there, he's a Patreon supporter, but also he has an amazing uh, fiance named Steph. And she put up with a lot from us. (laughs) Yeah, put up a lot from us. Mostly just ghosting her. She contacted (laughs) us like it's months ago. (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. I think you'll like this better. Lee Landry. So you got an amazing fiance. You're a lucky man. Uh, Happy birthday. I think he's turning 21. Just kidding. Uh, happy birthday, buddy. Oh, would you be bummed if your birthday was on, like, the Easter Tritium? <laughs> no, no. Yes. No. <laughs> 100%. It's like having a birthday where it's, like, you know, on the 26th of December or, uh, you know, in Everly's case, um, July 3rd. Like, ugh. It's always going to be grouped with this thing. <laughs> with and this people thing. don't want to celebrate you. They want to celebrate the thing. The thing. I think it's even harder if it's the Triduum because... I mean, that's a really big backseat that you got to take. Oh, yeah. And, and it's like death and resurrection. Yeah. And, and you know, like I think um, and, and the church is um, deliberately like, hey, now's not a time to party. Now's the time <laughs> for reflection. And hey, tone it down, Luke. Now's not the time to party, Luke. Canon law. <laughs> paragraph 989. Crap. Dang it, Luke. How did they know? How did they How know? Did they Happy know? birthday, Lee. Happy birthday, man. Yeah. Andrew, USOB. What's our show going to be about today? So today we're going to take a uh, we're going to take a little bit of a break, even though we're podcasting for a good twenty minutes, fifteen minutes. Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. Uh, we have a long lost episode banned from Seek twenty twenty one. Catching foxes. You'll find you out heard why. rumors. Now you heard you'll rumors. find out why. There was a reason why we weren't there. Uh, and it, we're fine. Everything's good. Everything's fine. We had a very good, we totally understand why they were like, Hey, can you change this? And we were like, ah, we had no time. And so, yeah. uh, 
and uh, we're, you know, they didn't unban us or anything, but they did say they weren't going to release this. And I think you'll see why. <laughs> I knew the minute it came out of my mouth that it wasn't going to go well. I had a oh, feeling that's good that it was too far. But I was yeah. also like, no, this is what we are. <laughs> so you're gonna, so we recorded this for uh, people who did not know who we were. Uh, and so we have a good 10 minutes or so. It was supposed to be, what, like a 40-minute episode? And the first yeah. 20 minutes is us just talking what we like about our show. <laughs> <laughs> Which God is, is also like, this is us. God this is, is us. Um, and so it's, uh, it's, it's assumed that it's for um, college kids who have never heard nor care about um, Catching Foxes. So, but I think you'll appreciate, you'll know exactly the moment when we cross the line. You'll, you'll, <laughs> Ask you'll yourself, go, who do you think did it? But who then do who, do you th- but then who the went along with it? It was more than willing to be <laughs> yeah. like, well, this gives me a gig. <laughs> <laughs> In reality, I was sexing Luke. Double down. Double down, Luke. <laughs> Dude, You're not going far enough. Double down. <laughs> Do you even believe this stuff, man? All right, y'all. Hope you enjoy the show. <laughs> yeah. Bye. And <laughs> it's a hard ending. <laughs> I know. I don't know what to do. I'm so scared. It's okay. No, you're fine. All right, everyone. We love you. Thank you. I hope you all have a uh, fantastic Holy Week and a, and that you have a that you um have a blessed blessed a blessed dead <laughs> blessed a blessed Easter. Tritium and a fantastic Easter. God is love and love is real. So the dead are dancing with the dead. All right. Adios. Oh, that was so horrible. Three, two, one. Oh, shit. Th- Luke is ending his in three, two, one. Hi, Gomer. Hey, Luke. How's it going? Welcome to Catching Foxes, you crazy college kids. Oh, look at all these beautiful little Sikh babies. Look at you. Your children. Enjoy this. Don't you understand? This is the height of life. Why are you at a Catholic conference? You should be out doing stuff. (laughs) (laughs) You should be living. You have no responsibilities. Guys, I'm telling you, literally the best years of your life. I know at at some point. (laughs) (laughs) Go out there. Go to a a club. Come on. You could go to a club and have a girl awkwardly dance with you and have to go, no, thank you, while you quietly die inside. That's living in my day. (laughs) Because you really, really want to dance with her in all the wrong ways. (laughs) Oh, Luke. So for those of you who have never heard of the magnificent show called Catching Foxes, we've been doing this for four, five years almost, almost five years. In April, it'll be five. And uh, we are the greatest Catholic podcast that's ever existed. I think yeah, that's... Yeah, we... Uh, we uh, I'm be honest, guys. We're the ones that changed the game, so you're welcome. I do want to point out something. I used to say we're the largest Catholic podcast in North America, asterisk with explicit content. But I did not realize that the priests over on Catholic Stuff You Should Know uh, cuss occasionally. I did not realize. Every now, but they don't have an explicit tag. Yeah, so in your face. <laughs> in your face. In your face. In your face. <laughs> so Luke and I have been doing this for about five years. So those of you who have never heard our show, we're going to do a little origin story just real quick. And then we're going to do – Oh, I love talking to or- origin I stories. I love origin stories too. But then we're going to go on to the things that we're known for, which is uh, we usually do 10-minute topics. Me and Luke have special topics prepared just for Seek 21. Our show exists at the intersection of faith and culture. I don't even know what that means. Luke, what the heck so, does that mean? Okay, kids. You have to understand. We're going to go back to a magical time called 2009. Ooh. So back then, it was very cool to have podcasts that were anywhere from one to three hours in length. And then we started ours right at the tail end of that being cool, right as you have your little half-hour, very tight, scripted podcast, which we were definitely not that. So if that's what you're looking for. And we were never yeah, going to be the that. The door's <laughs> in the back. Don't let it hit you on your way out. Um, no, so our, our, ours, uh, we have, we, our little tag is discussion over in oh, – let's try that again. I'm the one with the speech impediment. Discussion over instruction. And so – we do that, one, because Gomer talks way, way too long. Yep. And two, uh, we really want it to be in this style of podcast that um, we loved, which were these very open-ended conversations where you would really unwrap um, ideas that you know perhaps you were trying to wrestle with or things that you knew about, but how does it apply in this way? So we're not one of those pre-packaged kind of a things where, like, here's an idea that we're going to – teach you about and like that stuff is awesome there's some great podcasts that do that um that yeah. frad catholic stuff i'm sure there's one with a woman uh it uh 
Uh, it'd be great if we had some like black people doing a podcast. I'll be real honest who are, who are Catholic. Uh, I think it's actually. Have you looked to see if there are? I, I mean, kind Have of. You that to see that are, are like more like real podcasts, not like your fake ones where it's like, here's let's unpack the Bible. Um, yeah, Luke and I, Luke and I do not live in the Catholic podcasting world. There are some people no. who, when they, so one of the big things that I did not want to do is reproduce what was already out there. And you already had amazing organizations like uh, Catholic Answers and other groups like that that were doing the types of shows that overlap. Please buy our show, Catholic Answers. <laughs> yeah, they overlapped <laughs> with so many other things that were out there that were great, and it's like. Well, if I'm gonna if if I'm gonna do something that I'm actually gonna invest my weekly time in that I think is worthwhile, it can't just be, you know, a, a, a beginner or intermediate level theology class or apologetics class. Yeah, and yeah, so many yeah. people were doing it. They were taking their you know freshman 101 theology and they were spitting it out into the podcast land. And there is a place for that. I listen to some of those. There is a place for that. But we wanted to have long, free form discussions over whatever. And whatever means literally Every- whatever. Half of them are about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, and it can very easily descend into um, things like symbolic representation and mythology and religion and things can like I add that. One thing? We balance and bounce all over the place. Yes, no, that, that's that's a very good point. And I just want to um, – our style is very much of that of, again, these um, – of, of these older podcasts, especially your, like, uh, tech and – um, productivity podcast, which back in the day, that was all there. That was really all there was. And when we began this show, I mean, it was exactly what Gomer just just um, talked about. I would just add that we wanted to do a podcast like that in that in that style, talking about things that we liked about, which tends to always end up being the intersection of um, a faith and culture. And we are both yeah. ardent um, ardent Catholics. Uh, we both went. Um, to Franciscan at the same time, back when you were all born or not born yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that is God. gross. That, that is, is gross. horrible. You were all, oh my gosh, enjoy your booze. It's wonderful if if you're of age. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, if you're, I just I just want to really be clear so people understand what what you are getting into. Yeah. Uh, we do have what some would say explicit content. Um, we talk about very, very heavy things, and we are very honest about that. We'll probably keep it PG-13, but we can get a little bit R on our on our um, show. We don't do it because we think it's funny, even though some people, even though it is at times. Like, we don't do it just to do it. We, <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait a second. Yeah, yes, no, it is funny. funny. But we, we do it because we are uh, – these are the conversations that people who who work in ministry, who are really into their faith, have at a bar after they're done with an event. That's what we're talking about. Yes. We want to do it in that way. And so this is not a polished talk. We talk about real, I mean, serious things, and we get explicit because we want to um, preserve the honesty yes, within yes, the conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And nothing is rehearsed. In fact, and, and just to kind of ex- uh, lay this out, me and Luke are both extroverts. Can you tell? I think that makes for a good podcast. Yeah. We are both yeah, extroverts. Yeah. Luke, Luke is extrovert squared. Uh, he puts <laughs> me to shame. I'm like, I like being the center of the party. And Luke's like... I'm a total eclipse of the party. <laughs> I Here go I until come. four in the morning and then come in and go over like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm going to bed. What are you doing, loser? <laughs> That's where we're at hotel. We're doing a, doing a live show. Anyways, whatever. And my answer is I'm praying the rosary for you. No. So the, the experience of it is we are extroverts and we're external processors. So half the time, me and Luke are reacting to something, and we're trying to think it out. We're trying to think it out. Me and Luke think relatively similarly about some stuff, but pretty radically. We approach things radically different about a lot of other things. And so through our conversations, I actually discover what I really am thinking about this stuff. And the thing is, you do too. If you've ever sat down and journaled in your prayer, that's what this is. Like you sit down, you start writing, you're like, I didn't realize that. It's like, what, did you teach yourself while you were doing it? The answer is yes. You learn what you believe in the actual performance that's, of doing that's it. That's a wonderful point. Yeah, thank you. And, like, part of it is, you know, at the times when you um, have a prayer journal, you put down some of your most intimate thoughts and things that you sometimes wouldn't want anyone else to see. And we decided, screw that. We went to Franciscan. We want everyone uh, to see it, and we want to make money off of it. And some, yeah, I was about well, to say, screw that. You can't make money off private exactly, thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so I, I bring that up because if you are sensitive to those things, if you don't like hearing um, 
stuff like that. I, I know it could scandalize some people, and that is the last thing that I want to do. We might not be we might not be on your show, and the last thing I would want is for anyone to be scandalized. So yep. let's just say theoretically that you didn't go to a public school. And you wore the long skirt that you're wearing right now, and it's denim. Like, maybe we're not your best thing. Like, maybe, you know. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe we're that which crazy. That's true. Maybe That's true. we're that so which I know, crazy. I, I, no, but I, I, I'm, I, am, I am just kidding. Um, I really – Gomer homeschools his kids. Uh, <laughs> we talk about homeschooling my daughter. My point is I really do not want you to be offended. And so if you get offended easily by certain things, just – Thanks. Thank you for coming. Have a wonderful time. We are praying for you. God is real and he loves you. Yeah. My favorite um, – in the early days of the show, we, I get this question asked somewhat often, but like how did you guys come up with a format for your show? And we call it The Voice. Like what is the voice of the show? The first six episodes we burned and will never be <laughs> heard ever and rightfully so because the lost episodes of Catching Boxes were terrible, terrible, terrible episodes. And uh, and they went on for two and a half to three hours. Oh, so I do miss the that. experience of us, yeah, the experience of us trying to find our voice. And sometimes we deviate. Sometimes we go off. And sometimes one of us will override the other because we're super into one thing. And um, but the cool thing about it all is the idea at its core of not trying to um, not trying to lose our way, not trying to lose our voice. We would get in the early days tons of very critical yes. emails. Yes. And uh yes. and I'll never forget listening to this guy talk about Southwest Airlines and he said someone wrote the wrote a letter to the CEO of Southwest saying, How dare your airline joke around about the health the safety in flight safety um, thing announcement and one of his core values was humor, bringing humor into the workplace, on the job, bring humor. And Southwest is very much about that. And he said uh, – he just wrote back one letter and said, sorry to lose you as a customer because he wasn't going to compromise on that. And I remember this one very angry email that we got from this guy, and he was just tearing into us. How dare we? How dare you? How dare and – and I said that me and a buddy were talking about this the other day. You know your conversation is going to go to healthy places when you start off. How dare you? Uh, and uh, – he just and so I just wrote back. I just hit reply, and I had been. It ruined my like two days. <laughs> We're very sensitive. I was mulling over this, and I very <laughs> sensitive. And I just wrote, "Sorry to lose you as a listener." Here's th- and I gave him three other podcasts that literally suited what he wanted. And he replied back, "You piece of crap! How dare you! I gave you criticism." Wait, are and you I serious? Just, I, That's I just how he wrote, responded. I don't oh, remember yeah, that yeah. part. Oh yeah, huh. yeah, yeah. And so I just responded back. I just wow. said to him, "The show you want already exists." It's not our show. Move on. Yeah. Right? And that's the thing that is so hard because, and this is what we call our fans, and this will be the last part of the, the origin story, but we call our fans somewhat, jo- somewhat we call our fans this jokingly, but the Syrophoenician women, right? You remember the story where the woman is begging Christ to heal her daughter, and he's like, no. And she's like, come on. And he said, no, I'm not going to take what belongs to the children and give it to the dogs. And she says, yeah, but even the dogs get the scraps that fall from the master's table. Me and Luke were joking one time. And he had said, well, you know, we're never going to get those Catholic advertising dollars like EWTN gets because we cuss. And we're never going to get those secular uh, mattress dollars. Betterhelp.com slash CF. Um, Actually, slash on the foxes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well played. Uh, we're never going to get that money. So we're nervous that this isn't going to be viable. Thank God for Patreon. <laughs> but but um, we said, so what will we get? We'll get the scraps that fall from the master's table. And so all of our Patreon supporters, they are the Syrophoenician women. And it's beautiful. Yeah, so anyways, um, welcome to Catching Foxes. All right, are you ready, man? So I think, we're going to unpack four topics because yeah. – did they tell us to do this or are, are you just trying to be organized? We actually have – I'm trying to be organized so that I can go to bed before midnight. Deal. Deal. Okay, fair. And we're going to keep this short. So, again, yeah. we like doing unfancy culture. So we, and we use culture in a very broad term. So I've got one. Can I go first? This is very dumb. Yes. Okay, so I was in the, I was in the car today and my sister has this wonderful um, 90s, um, 90s playlist on Apple – um, Apple Music that uh, is that, like is a picture of her when she was in like you know third grade or something. She looks weird. It's really funny. And so <laughs> she has Ricky Martin on there, and I was playing a song. This is before like a lot of you guys were born, but there was this song called "I'm a Living La Vida Loca" that was huge. Do you remember that so song? Big. All right. Yeah. So I heard it, and then I heard his voice, and I was like, he. 
one, his voice is kind of terrible, and he sounds like the like the like the lead singer from Buck. Now, Buck is a um, Christian ska band that I was really into when I had my conversion <laughs> back in 1999 in high school. So they were very so important for high for sixteen year old Luke. So we're going to respect that fact that they mean a lot to him, aren't we, Gomer? Yes. So I want yes. you to listen, and if we can, we're going to put we're going to put audio into this episode. And these Wait. these are. Tell them what Buck stands okay. for. Buck stands for building up Christ's kingdom. Listen, in the 90s, good Christian rock was a thing. Sometimes they had weird names. So I need you to listen to first, – first, we're going to play um, Live and Love You to Loca, just a very quick um, part from that. So, Gomer, I send you a link. You'll put it, in, you'll put it into the show here. Just listen to 10 seconds of, of, of his voice. Then I want you to listen to the clip of the guy from Buck. And tell me that does not sound eerily the same. She took my heart and she took my money. She must have slipped me a sleeping pill. She never drinks the water, makes you order French champagne. You need to see the truth at the end of life. I know the way, the way to truth and life. If you open your ears and shut your mouth, I can show you what you go to fill the void. If you know the Lord, the Lord my God, you need the way, the way to truth and life. Do you see what I mean? You order like, French champagne. The, yeah, they sound. It, I, it's crazy to me how much they actually sound sound alike. They're funny. That's funny. I, I hadn't <laughs> heard of Ricky Martin in you know probably twenty years, and I yeah. didn't. I do not remember his voice being that bad. But it's kind of bad. Yeah, as bad as Buck. You should watch your mouth. No, you said it's bad, and you said it sounds just like the lead singer. Well, Buck, but so you think... th- that's a punk ska band. It's a, it's supposed I... to sound bad. <laughs> and a Christian wanted that in 1999. What, what drew you to Buck? Um, it was very so. One, it was just fun ska music, and I love ska. And I was in the mid. I, I had quite literally like just gone through my conversion where I um, quit playing on football and I like quit the varsity team. And I said I'm not going to do this. I'm gonna. I feel God is call is call is calling me elsewhere. I mean, I remember the exact moment that I made that decision in my high school football locker room. And I lost a lot of friends, and so I would walk to school. I was kind of alone at school a lot, and so I would listen just to music because instead of turning outwards, I just you know turn inwards like a good emotional, um, um, needy of human being does. And I think it was just the um, <laughs> the youthful earnestness for God was a voice that I could really relate to because that's where I was. And so these what guys, was your favorite song by them? Uh, not that song that you heard. There's another song that I for, I don't remember the name, but it's um, something about like uh, the Good Samaritan or something like I don't I don't remember. Mm. Mm. There I thought it was good. There's like they only had like one or two albums, and I really it's it's actually and in hindsight it's not it's I mean it's pretty um, cheesy at times, but it's not that bad. Like there's there is something there. Now. I can't stand that music. There's a little ska that I can like, and it's usually just the most popular stuff because I feel like, oh, the best stuff, kind of cream of the crop, right? Rose to the top. But that stuff is, when I hear that music, I just think of you. I oh, just think yeah, of you because that was you freshman year of college, yeah. 100%. Yeah. What is the draw? I just can't. It's, I think it's the energy. There's a real high... Um, it's, it's positive. It's all a, positive. In a very weird, upbeat. Um, it it kind of. I mean, it's just fun punk rock with horns. And so when you view <laughs> it like that, it kind of makes like, oh, this is just really fun music. It's re- It's just fun. It's really, really fun. Now, did you do that dance that everyone did? And did you yep. wear like? Yep. What is it called? Was it called the skank or something yeah, like that? Skank. Yeah, you would. You would skank. There are two different ways to to skank, and I would do both. The big thing oh, was when man. you would like kick out of your leg, and then you would take your take the opposite arm and kind of put it over your leg, and then kick out your other yeah. leg and put the, you know, and so you would just do that like um, with the beat and stuff. It was it's fun. It's like ska live ska is so much fun. <laughs> and then if you like, and if they have real catch, and I, I love um catchy hooks and I love um catchy lyrics, and so if you have like you combine like fun punk rock with fun upbeat horns and fun fun upbeat powerful um lyrics it's just it's fun it's really really fun i got two more questions for you one are you grading on a curve because it's christian would you listen to secular ska music and think oh gosh these guys are way better than buck but they're not christian so i'm gonna give buck a buy no because at the time i was really diving into christian music and i just 
I'd already kind of liked ska, and so I just kind of found Buck, and I, th- I thought, oh, like, um, this is good. Half the reason why I like Buck now is just because of the uh, nostalgic part. It's just, yeah. it reminds me of a certain time. It, per- it remind it's like I'm having a flashback to how I felt back back then. And 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 there, I like stupid fun songs, and they're stupid fun songs. But I also do like other ska bands. Like I really like Um Less and Jake. I like. Um, Gosh, not manif- uh, the manifest destiny, or whatever. They're, like there are others. There's some really cool ska bands out that I, I could see. Like write um different. They write um better songs, but they are different kinds of songs. Like this is of a very particular style of um um genre where like they're they're pop punk um songs with the horns added onto it, pretty much. All right, my last question. Outside of you being completely naked during the daytime in your kitchen eating a huge bowl of pudding. Listening it was a to cup Demi of pudding. Lovato. A cup, cup of, pudding. of pudding. Cup of pudding. But the Demi Listen, Lovato part was true. Yeah. Besides that Demi Lovato song, what is your genre now that you think is hooky and stupid and fun? Oh, that's interesting. Uh, Taylor Swift. Yeah, I adore easy. Taylor Swift. I just I think I think that Evermore and um, her folklore album are uh, and um, nineteen and nineteen eighty nine are stupid pop masterpieces. I think what they makes are, them stupid. Um, because it's just so like I have feelings, you know, like <laughs> like I was dumped and you were dumped and now we're all dumped and we're miserable, and um and it's dumb because it's like just grow up and get over like everyone else. Um, but there's a fun, like, I mean, like she, you know, she has a line in her in her like um one song where she goes, "If you're dead to me, why are you at the wake?" <laughs> and like. <laughs> it's just such a like fake deep. I like it. Yeah, like it's kind of one of those things where it's like, okay, this is really immature and dumb, and I'm going to and I'm we and we really like all acknowledge it, but also going, I kind of feel that way too at times, you know. Yeah. And um, while just being like cool songs, so that's my yeah, that'd be my dumb thing. So okay, so here's my topic, and here's the thing that I wanted to bring up, and it actually goes to the new uh, sponsor that we have on the show, Stereo. That app is, I think, it's going to be super cool. But a person asked a question that has been bouncing around my head all day today. And she said, I'm a junior in college. How do you avoid regrets? That was such a good question. That was such Such an amazing question. question. And uh, Luke's funny answer was, oh, yeah, don't drink. Yeah. (laughs) You're going to avoid like 90, 95% of regrets. Which is actually Um, very possible to do in college. I've heard that from other people. And I go, oh, wow. So you were... You had internships and you were working and you had school and you, you know, you were there to treat college as a stepping stone to a career, not a consumer good. Got it. Okay. Mm, Got it. Not us. Good sir. Not us. Yeah. Not us. Not us. But I thought that was funny because for me, um, there are two, two kinds of regrets. There's the stupid things I did that I wish I didn't do. And then there's the deeply sinful things I wish I didn't do. And I would put those in two different categories. I would say, but for both of them, if you are actually living life, you will not avoid category one, and you probably won't be able to totally avoid category number two, Mm -hmm. right? So you will do stupid things that you regret. Like, I did something that I don't think was gravely sinful, but was deeply stupid, and I will share here right now three, two, one. I pretended to be someone else on an instant messaging platform to find out if a girl liked me. Wait, when did and, you do that? Yeah, we've actually talked about it on the show. But oh, no, I, you it was, can't leave me yeah. hanging. I don't remember. No, that no, no. All. I'm, I'm going to explain. Okay, I'm going to okay. explain. But we've <laughs> talked about it before on the show. I uh, I liked this girl. Didn't know she liked me. She seemed to be putting out the vibes. And I'm a uh, a, a cave dwelling sea Tell urchin. Tell me what her initials were. Dude, I'll just send you. The, <laughs> I'll just send it to you in our chat. I don't know they don't need about. to know. <laughs> But anywho, it was our uh, it was my sophomore year, and I had gotten to know oh, her a little bit. Yeah. My there it is, there you it just is. got it. Um, but he, uh, so we had gotten to know each other our fall semester. Things were weird. I, I didn't understand where people were at. And then spring or then fall semester of uh, sophomore year, we're meeting together. We're talking. Things are going smooth, and then they're not, and then they're going smooth. They, she was up and she was down. She was hot and she was cold. She was changing her mind like I changed my clothes. Anywho. I was on AOL Instant Messenger, which was still a thing back then, mm-hmm. and I I reached out to her, and I she thought I was someone else from Who's Houston. 
Oh, did I, you use another person's name? I used an old one of my screen names, but I was just okay, like online okay. talking to people. Okay. And okay. then I was like, so it's not like I had you got on the mine and was like, do you like Luke? I mean, do you like, oh, Gomer? Yeah, no. So okay. it, it ended up being like an honest mistake that then I made it. There was a point where I made a decision. <laughs> I've made my choice. I'm going to literally tell her, I'm going to tell her I'm this whole other person. And of course, here's the funniest thing about it all because we were on winter break. The girl, God bless her, I was connected to her through a hometown friend that also went to our school. And so this girl, immediately after getting off the internets with me, calls her <laughs> and is like, hey, so I was talking to so-and-so. And she's like, Mike hasn't talked to him in like two years. And she's like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> so, yeah, I got – I. so she confronted me on that. And I was like, I'm – so this isn't like a secret. I'm not like – I deeply regret that. Yes, I lied. Yes, I misrepresented things. But I don't think it was gravely sinful because all I want to know is, do you like me? Right. <laughs> circle so I have y a regret or... there. <laughs> what? Right. What? Yeah, circle yeah. Y or, or N and you came back maybe. Um, I deeply regret that because I was an infant, right? I was treating adult problems with a children's brain. And it was one of those things where I kick myself – for acting like a middle schooler when I was in college. In my defense, it was Franciscan and dating was messed up. But yeah, I, there's no one else. There's no one else to blame. There's no scenario that makes that legit. But I will say this. I will say this. If you live your life so that it is free of regrets, especially in that first category, I don't think you're living life correctly. You will make mistakes because you're not infinite with uh, – you're not blessed with infinite knowledge. right? So you can't know all ends. So you're going to make a choice. And then you're going to get that uh, sunk cost fallacy where you're like, well, I already made the choice. Might as well keep doing it. Might as well keep going forward. And it's like that T.S. Eliot line. Sometimes the only way forward is backwards, and you don't want to admit that, right? Like there are regrets that happen that I don't think are possible. But, but the alternative, I think, is worse. Living a life out of fear of committing axial regret. And I think there's, that's deeply problematic. Do you think as Christians – as actually, I'm going to rephrase this. As American Catholics in 2021, that we have this weird culture that is uh, risk averse. Like we don't want it. Like for some reason, we don't really talk about the importance of taking risk or wanting. To, do you think that's true? Uh, I think that is true to a shocking degree. Because I, think, I mean, I think it's. Sorry, yeah, go, no, go. You, you, no. You I was, was, was going to add, and I because I, I want to. Like I think we sometimes. Say well, if it's God's will. It'll like we we kind of like bank on God's will too much, or we uh, misconstrue like what God's will. Like I mean, so I and I think that like we put such such an emphasis on on is this or is this not God's will that we take it takes away from the idea that sometimes you just need to take a risk, and God certainly doesn't want you to sin, but He might. I don't wanna, I don't want to say apathetic, but you're free to choose, and God might want you to make a free choice. I mean, the only way to learn something most of the time that concerns your actual moral life is by learning the opposite lesson. Yeah. Oh, like, crap. Shouldn't do that again. <laughs> why do you think we are risk averse? Uh, I think we're risk averse because of uh, – well, I mean, I think a lot of things. I just think the general culture is more um, litigious. And so I just think you think about these things more. Um, I especially think in the Catholic Church, when you want to live a devout life, it is very easy to confuse holiness with timidity, and we we use prudence as an escape to actually That's a wonderful point. Yeah, I mean, like I, I really, do, I really, really do believe that. I think a lot of people have attached themselves to an identity called good enough Catholic or whatever or pious or whatever, and it is it lives on it, it barely penetrates the surface. And so people have not, like, radically altered their life. Jesus is a very big, thin candy shell around one's life. I think there's a fear in losing that. So it's almost like religion, the, the Catholic faith that Christ gave us becomes an idol instead of the thing that gets you Jesus, right? God has a plan for your life, and God wants to be involved in your life. God has things in your life that he wants for you. But he's not always going to make that obvious, and sometimes it really is just like, well, you have a couple options here, yeah, you know, and it's it's not um, it's not so like we're not robots, right? 
God created us to be people to God created us to like be holy, to love Him, and to live freely. And that means sometimes, um, I'm not saying I'm make your own choices independent of God, but understand that like you have choices that you can make, yeah. and there are good and bad ones. And it's like sometimes it's good to take a risk that you don't know. Yeah, and that's the bigger thing I think is the a fear based timidity disguised as holiness views fear. And failure as the enemy. And I don't think that's true. I think sin is the enemy. Exactly. But being bold, being courageous. Mm-hmm. Uh, fe- I'll never forget when I was a youth minister, this kid said he was 17 years old. Uh, like six people in his family went to West Point, And he was carrying this huge burden. And he was going to go to West Point. He was going to, he's going to be an officer. Going to be amazing. And right now, on the you know 10 years later, he's all those things and more. But he said... Like all these kids, it was during a men's session, all these kids are like, yeah, I'm addicted to porn, I'm addicted to porn, I'm addicted to porn. And he looked around and he said, I don't have the sins you guys have. I don't look at porn. It's never been a thing for me. He said, but I have fear. And as far as I can tell, the fear in my life doesn't cause me to do things I regret that I did. It fills me with regret for all the things I never did. And that is very, very powerful because it can very easily become a version of Christian holiness, but it's dominated by fear. And the best advice I've ever given to a high school student who said, well, should I go to this, you know, super religious Catholic college Franciscan, or should I go to this dance university? And I said, well, why do you want to go to the dance university? He's like, well, I love to dance. Dancing is my life. Dancing is everything for me, but my Catholic faith is very important. And the dance culture is very promiscuous, a lot of drugs and alcohol and all this stuff. A lot and of I'm cocaine, looking at him. I would imagine. <laughs> Yeah, and he's in high school, right? And he's like, if he's already seen it in high school, it's going to be 10 times worse in college. And he already got a scholarship to the best school for dance in college, university in America. And he said, but I want to go to France. I said, why? And he said, because I don't want to lose my faith. It's important. I was like, so you're making your entire decision of what college and what career and what everything to do based on fear of maybe kind of sort of I might lose my faith? I said, what if instead you were bold in your faith, you were courageous, and you did something out there in this context that was epic? The next week, he had a recital with his high school. And, his, you know, these high schools in Texas, right? There's like 4,000 students, whatever. So he has this huge dance recital. They've been preparing for months, and he just gets up and he like, okay, hey, I'm Catholic. Does anyone want to pray like an Our Father or something before we go out? He had 40 people. In a circle. They didn't oh, even know. Wait, you're Catholic? Awesome. What church do you go to? Oh, I go to the other church across town. I go to St. Simon and Jude. Oh, my gosh. And they it, that now, I mean, I, I want to say to this day, the Christians in that group, they all gather and buy kids and they pray before they go because they am, right? Now, he is now in the religious order, but <laughs> he, uh, and and he did not go to Franciscan. But yeah, no, <laughs> no, no, he didn't go to Franciscan. He did the greatest thing of all, which is he joined a dance troupe and got paid instead of wasting his time in college. Ah. Like you find people listening. <laughs> hey, I've got a really good, uh, I have a good Boom. topic. If there's anything else all right. Now. All right. Are you ready? I'm excited. I got my notes ready. Oral sex counts as being sexually active. Yeah. <laughs> all the fine lines we draw when we want to keep the label as a virgin. <laughs> Yeah, so, okay, listen, college kids, I love you. I, I love college. I love college ministry. I love everything about it. I know what you're doing. <laughs> you're saying, I've done everything but. You've said it a thousand times. And that's with one T. Go on. You'll say that, uh, oh, like, we're going to be I'm gonna, we're gonna be pure, and then you'll do all these things. You're like, but we didn't have sex, so you know. Uh, and then when you're asked if you're sexually active, you will say no, even though every person you've ever, um, you've ever dated, you've gone down on. So what I'm saying is you're sexually active, and we need to admit that. I'm yeah. not saying that, you, that it's okay. I think you need to admit this, that we need to be we need to be okay with the fact that like when we screw up, it means that we're sexually active and that we are I'm doing these things because unless you admit, it's about like half of this, half of trying to live a, I'm a trying to live a chaste life is trying. If you say that you are, but you're not actually trying to do so. Which I think really involves admitting when you're screwing up or when you're like, hey, actually, I'm not trying right now. I'm. I'm sexually active. You're lying to yourself, and you're lying, and you're lying to others. And when it comes to um, the sins that involve sex, that becomes really dangerous because you don't talk to anyone about it. And it actually, there there is this whole thing where they sort of define that it's very hard for older 
Christians to break these sins because they have always been done in hiding. People who don't hide these hide this are actually able to overcome it sometimes a little bit faster because they've been open about it and they're able to really talk about what they're doing, um, what they're um, doing more. So many young, um, so many young people are um, suffering in silence because they don't talk about what they're at, what they're actually doing. You have to talk about it. If you're ha- engaging in oral sex with every person that you date, you are sexually active. You need to admit that and then go from there. Yeah. How funny, man. It is so funny. The games we play, I right? Know. Cause I mean, I know. like, yeah, right. It, it, it's so funny because you can do a lot of things and still trying to cling to the label. Well, I'm a, I'm a virgin. You know, what's wrong with me? I'm perfect. <laughs> and and it, it's so funny because uh, who would you say, Luke, is the number one person that you and I lie to more than anyone else? That we lie to now? Yeah. I mean, I would probably have to say our spouses just because we're the ones who we, we interact with them the most. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that we, I, I, I don't like I it. think it's the same person that the people listening to us lie to. And that's, here we go, plot twist, ourselves. Oh, I was like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't try to, now I'm going to look terrible. I don't lie to my wife, but I'm like, who do I, I don't know, uh, I don't try to lie to anyone. I set but you I, up. I set I you up. I, I almost said ourselves, but I was like, no, I'm not going to go down that road because that's cliche and stupid. <laughs> and yet, here's Gomer running down that road with a banner. <laughs> <laughs> One of us is paid by a sentient breast. <laughs> not well uh no one of the just kidding just kidding really i'm just kidding the amount of grief i put those poor people through I, think about sir this. would you Satan just record and upload your show <laughs> maybe <laughs> sorry sentient press no jesus called satan the father of lies the uh eve in the garden said the serpent deceived me right when we deceive ourselves we are living from a place of fundamental dishonesty. Now, you and I, we're doing this thing where, just like I was saying earlier, actually trying to understand what we think and what we desire and what we want out of life takes processing, whether it's saying it out loud, praying it, writing it in a journal, talking about it with your friends. That's where we discover, actually, our own values, virtues, beliefs. And, mm-hmm. and it's not by the, the words we say. How much worse is it if the words we knowingly say or the words we intentionally say, we are knowingly lying with them. We are trying to deceive. Better to shut your mouth than to lie about who you are and what you've done. Now, I think it's also very important for us to just say if self-betrayal is a major part of how my view my how I view myself as a Christian, meaning I got to have this label of pure or virgin or non-sexually active, whatever – And yet I'm doing all these things because I don't actually have self-control, self-possession. Maybe I'm working through stuff and I just need a counselor. Maybe I need a confessor. Maybe you need both, Mm -hmm. right? And me Mm -hmm. and Luke are really big on hitting both of those tent poles because some people spiritualize their mental health issues and some people uh, attribute to, oh, well, it's my mental health issues when it's really just a spiritual thing. Yeah. But you got to be able to confront your self-deception because right now it's a part of your story. Right now, it's mm-hmm. a part of your core Christian identity. Maybe not the part that you share, but it's a lie. You know it's a lie, and you can't progress in holiness if you keep holding on to that lie. You can't. And so you've got to be able to jettison the lie to yourself. Okay, I'm going to assume that we have a lot of people who haven't heard our, heard our show before because I have repeated yeah. the story ad nauseum. So I, I didn't get married till I was in my early 30s. And when I was in my 20s, I went to this one priest, and I confessed a whole bunch of sins. Guess what they were? And... Um, and, you know, because when you're dating, it's hard. It's really hard. And when you're trying to um, navigate all of that and you feel like you are alone and all this stuff, it's, it's tough. And I'll never forget after I just put all this crap out there and the priest just goes, keeps, it's always where my speech impediment comes in because the P and the S keeps struggling. And it's all he said. And then he started the absolution. Probably should have gotten some um penance in there, but like it was. I mean, he, he may have given me a penance, but like I didn't get that was all that he said, and it was the most profound thing I've ever like. I have I remember to this day because that's yes, we want to attain holiness, but how do you think you do it? You do it by engaging in the. It is the, the carrying of the cross. It's one of the mysteries of the rosary. It is the narrow road. It is. It is a difficult thing to do, but Christ can't make your burden light until you dwell in reality and admit, I'm yep. having a hard time with sex. I want to yep. have sex. I'm doing, I'm doing um, sexual acts. I'm being um, sexually 
active because this makes me feel blah, 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 blah. And there are times when it's just like it just feels good and it's really fun. And it's okay to admit that. And it'd be like, so, okay, so I've got to die to myself in, you know, small ways that are just, I'm a fun and, you know. Uh, yeah, and literally the catechism of the Catholic Church on chastity it, it involves all of what Luke's saying. It's like, it, you've got to grow into chastity. You don't just <laughs> become chaste because you were born or you like Jesus, right? This is about harnessing the whole powers of a human person in order to give the very best of ourselves. This is a struggle. This is epically a struggle. The catechism says... Uh, the laws of progress are marked too often by sin, and it's it's a reality. It's part of acquiring the virtue if you're not lying to yourself. Yes, if you're not yeah. lying to yourself, because yep. you can't you can't progress anywhere if you're aiming in the wrong direction. Yeah. All right, my fourth, uh, our fourth topic, my second thing is uh, one of the things that Luke and I do is we come up with yearly themes, and this yearly theme is really hurting my feelings. But that's okay. Uh, it's all about growth. Um, you can't become holy without humility, and I hate humility. And so one of the reasons why I wanted to do a yearly theme of the year of humility is because there are certain big things in my life that I have been struggling with for a long time that I need to address. Some of it's rooted in my ADHD and my inability to um, – some single object gets fixated with more anxiety than other objects and i find it almost impossible to act on so like i'm a big boy i'm 38 years old uh i haven't gone to the doctor since i was like uh, 22 and college mandated me get a physical you have stuff like this that like i need to do i'm an adult i have to do it but i don't want to so it's like and part of the reason why i don't want to is i'm afraid of what they will say to me the, so that's an issue here it's it's almost the end of january it's january 22nd when we're recording this or 21st I still haven't done any of those doctors or, or mm -hmm. appointments, but I have their numbers. Yay. So that's it's a like start. step one, step one, step two, yeah, step exactly. three. So, and then the next thing was year of humility was I was realizing I gave myself, Luke, I, I think I said this. I was giving myself permission to attack people and gossip about people if I felt like they committed the first injustice. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And I just did it again yesterday and it annoys me that my default position is like this ego defense mechanism where it's like all right all right all right this guy shouldn't have said what he said he said it uh for whatever reason no one heard it but you and yet now you're talking to your wife you're talking to your friend you're talking to a coworker, and you're just trashing this dude not trashing but like can you believe this you know various yeah various types of comments like yeah. that and i caught myself doing it just yesterday and I'm like, how how does this how does this keep happening? Why is this my default? It's hard, man. And it's you're it's going to get worse before it gets better. Yeah. That's tends That's to be how, how this stuff goes. So don't don't beat yourself up. But who's am I supposed to hold you accountable to this stuff? I forgot. Uh, I mean, no. Okay. No. Do you no, have anyone who is doing that? Yeah, my wife. Me and her, we, we've okay. exchanged yearly themes too. That's true. That's the true. podcast has now entered into my life. <laughs> That's right. And I, I, I was always first. You were. You were before my wife. It's true. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be, be forever. Luke without end. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Sorry, Lord. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just that, it, that. This wasn't meant to be an epic topic, but like part of my struggle with all this stuff is like my unaddressed arrogance when someone attacks me. Because then I feel like I can just boom, 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 you know. And so that's one of the big things that I'm working on. And hopefully I can sit down with my confessor soon because I haven't, haven't talked about that with the, the priest that I tend to go to confession to. So that's step two. Cool. Well, this this is Catching Foxes. Before we go, uh, I want to say two things. One, we are on all the podcast platforms, right? We're on yep. Google Play. We're on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, the iTunes all iTunes. Yeah. They don't even know what iTunes is. Apple Podcast. Uh, we're on all that stuff. Also, I just want to say to all all of the college kids, um, I feel for you guys because you've had to go through you know, uh, you know, one whole year with all of this with the yeah. pandemics and race riots and all this stuff and everything that has been going on and this, and it's tough. And I I know how hard this is for you guys having to do these online classes and how. You know, people are starting. People who have gotten straight A's their whole their like you know whole lives are now starting are starting 
to like get Fs or like you know on Ds or something, and it's yeah. it's tough. It's really tough. And I want to say how like proud I am to see so many of you just keep going. We've got a great um, we had the, uh, we have a girl on um, our Patreon page, and we follow her on all of our up social media stuff, and she's always I'm talking about all the stuff that she's doing, all the things that she's I'm working on. I'm, I'm always impressed by that because. Um, if I was in college right now, I'd be like, ah, screw it. I'm staying home. I'm going to watch TV all day and just start school up again when this is all done. Because yep. it's hard. And you guys are doing a really good job. So keep fighting the good fight. I promise you there will be an end to all of this. And um, if you need to do community, do everything you can to, like, find it in a safe way. That's yeah. All. Yeah, that's it. We are Catching Foxes. God bless you all. Stay classy. Adios. Bye.